Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Hello, this is Felipe, and just a spoiler warning for season two of Survivor New Zealand. If you had any intention of watching that, this might not be the best podcast for you, as Lisa is from that season, and we talk about uh, things that happen in the season. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast, here for another edition of Scooby Snacks and Chats, and it is me. I am not Nessie, but I am half of the team putting together the shenanigans that go down in Scotland and in your podcast feed today. It is me, Felipe, and I'm not alone. As always, I'm joined by my favorite other Loch Ness Monster, Jacob. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I got hot waxed just to be here with you, um, all ready to go. That's that's awesome. And we're <laughs> not alone. She may not have won the Highland Games, but spoiler alert, she is the winner of Survivor New Zealand Thailand. And what an icon. I can't believe we have a legitimate superstar here. It's Lisa. Lisa, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm a little bit worried about my genuine vinyl upholstery, but hopefully this podcast won't muck it up too much. Yeah, no, uh, there were some, there were some funny lines in there. And uh, yeah, like Jacob mentioned, they, they cared a lot about the car in this movie. Yeah, yeah but treated it terribly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's the some law- inconsistencies. <laughs> and the laws of physics did not apply. Like, no. The no, boat. No. I wrote yes. it down. The boat did not break when the car landed. That that really drove me insane. But yeah. Oh my. <laughs> anyways, Lisa, let's get your Scooby-Doo backstory. Uh, yeah. Okay. I love Scooby-Doo. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love him. Um, I, Scooby-Doo is one of the first TV shows I remember watching. I was pretty much raised by TV until I went to school. And I love watching Scooby-Doo on a Saturday morning. When I went to school, I was so excited to talk to all the kids there about Scooby-Doo. I only to find <laughs> like none of them, I remember saying like talking about the characters and, and other children just looking at me like, ah, oh, no, it's not. And what about My Little Ponies though? And I was like, oh my God, can we now? Apologies to any My Little Pony fans in the audience. <laughs> yeah, the, the bronies are about to come for you. Watch out. <laughs> And um, yeah, then I've just, I've just stayed liking it. Um, I haven't caught like stayed up to date with Scooby-Doo so much. I love the live action movies. Yeah. Just love them, love them, love them. Um, and when I went to Dreamworld in Australia, which is like sort of Disneyland, but Australia, oh, not Dreamworld, Movie World in Australia, um, they had the sort of a Scooby-Doo 
just like a part of the park was themed Scooby-Doo and they had the Scooby-Doo roller coaster. It was an indoor roller coaster, dark ride that was um, based on the roller coaster that they go on in the first, uh, not roller coaster, but you know, the ride yeah. they go on in the first Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. movie with the axes and stuff. And that was just, oh, it was so much fun. One of the funnest things I did in my whole life. Bought, I bought like a Scooby-Doo there. I've got, got them over there. Um, anyway, I love Scooby-Doo. Is my story. Yes. And as a parent, have you started to introduce Scooby-Doo to your child? Well, my dad, actually, um, he really used to like going to the warehouse, which is like um, Walmart in New Zealand. And he used to buy DVDs for Logan, my son. And he bought him so many of these Scooby-Doo ones that I hadn't seen, like new ones. Like, so Scooby-Doo and the Lottie Monster, that was one my dad bought. Scooby-Doo and Kiss, Scooby-Doo and Batman, all that stuff. So Logan's seen all of those. And Logan actually, like, horrifyingly thinks that's the actual Scooby-Doo. Oh, no. <laughs> he, you, yeah. need to, you need to someday show him the, the Spooky Island one. The, yeah. Well, well after... Um, after we watched a lot, after me and my partner watched the Lotnis Monster for this, um, we just just for no for no unreal, no reason I don't even know why, but we just felt the need to watch some other Scooby Doo, and so we watched um, some old Scooby Doo, and Logan joined it on that. Okay, I think he thought it was pretty cool. He got he got some perspective on other Scooby Doo besides these these few that uh, he was aware of. But Jacob's a big fan of the Batman one. Yes, uh, the Batman one is, it's like relatively recent, but uh, it, I think it's quite well done. I love yeah. the, the crossover ones. Yeah, mm. I, that's, a, too, that's, a, su- that's surprising that, um, that, yeah, like people like multiple genres. I feel like such a strong bias for like whatever, or not genres, art styles. Like the art style that I grew up with, like the Scooby-Doo that looked like the Scooby-Doo I knew, I like have a huge bias for anything mm-hmm. else. I'm like, this is the inferior Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, i definitely it's relate like, to that yeah yeah it's like the store brand scooby-doo it's like not not <laughs> quite right but it's okay yeah it's close it does it does the job most of the time yeah exactly. yeah so why did you want to do this movie in particular uh this was one that you were like as soon as i announced this you were like i want to talk about the Loch Ness monster one yeah it's because um so when i was a kid i had two loves i guess scooby-doo and like unsolved mysteries okay mm. And so I, I had, I had, you know, books about Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot and Roanoke and all this stuff. And I used to scare myself stupid watching the Unsolved Mysteries TV show, which I was way too young for. Um, yeah. And so uh, I'd seen this one on the shelf and I never watched it at my mum's. And then I was like, oh, yes, Loch Ness Monster, Scooby-Doo, I'm there. Yeah. But um, no. this mo- sadly, this movie did not add to my like cryptozoologic knowledge on this topic. Yeah, no, uh, one of my friends, whenever she like met a new person, her go-to question would be, what's your favorite cryptid? Um, and <laughs> that that was always fun. And then she would like have to explain what they are because some people wouldn't know. And then she'd be like, or you could pick my favorite, the Mothman. <laughs> yeah, Mothman. <laughs> How does anyone say not the Mothman to that question? Like if you know anything about it, it's fascinating. Yeah, I usually go with the Loch Ness Monster, but I am a water-based lover and jacob Mm -hmm. what would you say i think i would also say the loch ness monster there's something about like uh yeah uh, like what is maybe a giant dinosaur in the water like it just seems pretty cool especially like uh as a young kid yeah well that um that 
Oh, that reminds me about something else that I wanted to say about um, when I was a kid, I had this book called A Dinosaur Called Minerva. And it was about someone who visits Loch Ness and they meet the Loch Ness monster. And it turns out it's a dinosaur that um, like hibernated in the bottom of the lake. And I loved that book when I was a kid. Honestly, she should have protected herself. That is a that's a great concept for a, a book. I, I might have to add it to my reading list at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very small, you know, thin paperback I probably got from yeah. the book club at school or something. But I, yeah. Really Nessie seems that. like a very smart individual. And that's, uh, I, I find that super awesome. Uh, just to go back to something you said earlier, like that you would go to school and none of the kids would want to talk about what you were watching. I felt that deeply because I felt that I similarly had TV shows that I wanted to talk about and they were like what are you talking about <laughs> um, yeah what were you, what was your what were yours uh when I was like when I was really young probably like like in preschool Jacob's gonna give me flag for this but the, uh anything Winnie the Pooh um oh, that yeah. was yeah but then when I was like in sixth grade, I was like watching Nickelodeon and people were like, what is that? And I was like, well, you haven't heard of SpongeBob. And then later they caught on. So I feel like I was a trailblazer in that aspect. Yeah, um, I believe it. Yeah. The Jacob show I you. always, the show I always wanted to talk about was Arthur on PBS and like, <laughs> and not even like when it was like way age inappropriate, like we're talking like eighth or ninth grade. Like I should have been watching other shows and I was still like, Arthur's so good. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah i think that's that's one that i probably stuck on a little too long but it's a good show it yeah, is a yeah. fun one it is it is i watch rugrats for way too long mm, as well yeah yeah i'm in that same boat yeah are you gonna watch the new uh rugrats with the new animation style yeah i'll give it a go i'll see if logan's keen to watch it but yeah. he often isn't he's got his own things going on you know <laughs> yeah that sounds that i feel like that's the most exciting part about being a parent is like showing them things that you grew up on but then if they're not interested then it's like oh no where, where yeah. are you going <laughs> logan does not like star wars he sort of oh. stead, steadfastly steadfastly resisted yeah, <laughs> star wars his whole life and i think it's because like when he was really you know because when he was really little i was buying him like you know the mr potato head r2d2 and my first star wars books and lightsabers and he just wasn't interested i think i i just like flamed out too early there i should have waited until he expressed a little bit of interest but wait until his friends are into star wars then he'll be into it his friends are crazy into star wars i have better oh, conversations no. with his friends about star wars than <laughs> than he does well yeah i guess that that's uh that's one benefit if you get if you miss the kid then maybe the kid's friends will like the <laughs> things that you like you yeah. can still talk about it it's just uh, yeah. yeah it's very yeah. true jacob yeah, he doesn't how... like harry potter either Sorry. Oh, oh, I was going to ask how Jacob would react if his child didn't like Star Wars as Jacob is a Star Wars baby. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be very, I'd be upset. I feel like uh, it's one of the things that I like to do is watch all of the movies every few years, just like have a movie marathon over uh, a weekend. I feel like uh, my future kid would just be left out, but yeah. oh well. I feel like, what if you, what if you start with the Baby Yoda and Mandalorian? <laughs> no. Oh maybe my he, maybe gosh. he would like Baby Yoda. I actually think that like the Phantom Menace is a good one to start on. It's like That's fun. Nice. It's silly. Like I actually think it's a pretty good intro into Star Wars. So do not worry. I will not go Mando as the first Star Wars. <laughs> no, thing. just the Baby Yoda moments. Oh, can't even. Can't even with that. 
Could you imagine if the first thing you watched in Star Wars was Mando as like an eight-year-old? Like you'd just be like, what is happening? Like, I don't understand it. This is, this is, yeah. Yeah. But then you get introduced to the frog lady and she's the patron state of this podcast. Oh, I need to leave. Where is the button? All right, <laughs> yeah. click. Yeah. I'll, I'll stay. Um, but yeah, so we should probably start talking about Scooby-Doo uh, and the Loch Ness Monster mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, Jacob, do you remember this movie? I like very vaguely remember some parts of this movie. And that is to say, I kind of remember like a castle. Uh, and I know that at one point they did the Loch Ness Monster and that's about it. Uh, so that is to say, not really. Yeah, I remember yeah. parts of it. Like I remember the submarine stuff, like them being underwater. Um, and that was about it i want to say i remember like parts of it i didn't remember daphne's cousin being involved um i didn't remember there was like a highland games i remembered not who did it but i did remember like there was like some sort of like college professor uh beef between two characters and then i as it played out i was like ian and fiona so uh but i enjoyed rewatching this on the saturday morning fun fact this is the first movie that i had to hunt for outside of like I, it w- I had to buy it uh usually it's on boomerang and jacob like did not have to do as much digging as i did because i yeah. he texted me <laughs> i was like oh i spent 20 minutes looking for it just like buy it on amazon yeah uh yeah it's surprising that this one is not there um i like went to search for it and i was like am i not able to search correctly like i thought that it was must have been on my end but yeah felipe thank you for saving me time yes and then Lisa, I think you you had it, right? So um well, yeah, I had the DVD, but then um the yeah, you know, DVD old technology, we couldn't get it to work. So um yeah. we ended up we yeah, bought it from the Apple store. But then I was I found it on uh, I tr- I started rewatching it uh yesterday in preparation for this podcast. I thought I really want to grok this like high high class work of art. <laughs> and um I, it was on YouTube. Oh, oh maybe maybe we should have just found it we on youtube should have texted you i guess yeah um but yeah so this movie starts uh we actually just start with like a ton of opening credits uh underwater uh, i like the little the little vibes of it in this one but uh jacob as our font expert how'd you think of the font for this one this is uh, a pretty good font i i think that they didn't do too much with this i thought that it was like fun that they like were going through the ocean and like obviously or not ocean lake lock 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 <laughs> final answer lock it in uh they went through the lock and like I, I thought this was fine the font was not bad so uh it gets a seal of approval for me we we love that you you approved it um but we get introduced to shannon blake uh angus in my notes i had angus's brother because i didn't write down his name but it's colin um and they're all like partying on the boat, like celebrating something. And then Angus and Colin jump off into the lock, goofing around and Nessie shows up. And then they go towards the castle and this old man who I did not write his name down was kind of spooky. Um, so that's like our introduction to like the mystery and the setting that we're going to be in. Um, Lisa or Jacob, have either of you ever been to Scotland? No, I have not. Nope. Jacob's I, been I to the UK though. I have, yes, yes. Uh, but not not to Scotland. Seems fun. I would uh, I would go if given the opportunity. Yeah, 
Um, I have not been to Scotland either, but it definitely, I definitely wanted to go. Uh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of like the bagpipe kind of music that uh, they had in this movie. Oh. Yeah, I don't agree. I think it's kind of annoying, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm glad someone likes it. I've been to a Renaissance festival, so I guess it's kind of like going to Scotland. Uh, and they like were playing some bagpipey music. And the whole Maybe not time bagpipes, I was the like, fiddle. That's that's what I meant. Yeah, I, I like the oh, like yeah. fiddle like violin that that I can do. Yeah. That. Ah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, I thought the um, I I liked the opening uh, credits, but like, but I was just hanging out for the Scooby Doo theme. Yeah. You know? It's like when Star Wars starts, and you're like, oh, and then the music starts, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, everything's right with the world until they start this horrible yeah. later movie but um yeah with this <laughs> with this one i was like ah oh, i really felt deflated that the scooby-doo theme wasn't you know front and center yeah and then they, no oh they used to do that a lot in like throughout the the 90s and the early 2000s movies but then like recently they started getting away from that i was like no 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 bring it back that was like the best part and seeing who they would bring in for the song like whether it's yeah, billy yeah. ray cyrus or the b-52s <laughs> but yeah, they they also have a really good theme song that they should be like exploiting at every turn. Like if you have mm. a piece of music that's so good, like put it everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely they could have opened with that. Uh, yeah, it was, even it make... was barely anywhere in this movie. Yeah, yeah, they could even make it like the Survivor theme song and change it based on the location. Like they could have had a Mexican like instrumentation or like a Scottish instrumentation. Yeah, that's but... what I was thinking. I was thinking like, oh, cool, like a Celtic scooby-doo theme song for this is going to be really cool and it never never happened yeah if anyone is listening does music production please make those versions for us <laughs> um, that is quite an undertaking for every scooby film but i would i would love them um yeah the, the people that are speaking like how many people do we think they actually have a genuine scottish accent well oh, uh, zero zero because it's yeah atrocious it Not was as pretty bad, as- bad as the Australian ones from a few movies ago, but um, yeah, most of these, and like, obviously, so the the woman who played Shannon was the same woman who plays Daphne. So that was um, obviously I was like, oh, wait, that's that's not a real Scottish accent, but yeah. Yeah, I, I did not think I heard a genuine Scottish accent in this in this movie, but nope. hey, I, I felt the vibe still. I got the, the violin and the Highland games, you know, what more is there to ask for? Yeah. Um, what, one thing I thought was funny was like as they're like uh, having this party and jumping on the boat, uh, Shannon like keeps trying to get them to go back on the boat, but the Loch Ness monster is only attacking the boat, so the safest place is the water. It, like, is that wrong? It's a great point. <laughs> I I saw it and like the Loch Ness monster just kept going after the boat, and eventually they all get in the water. The boat's destroyed. Like they were just ahead of the curve here. I was I thought that was a heads up move. Yeah, so yeah. I did some quick Googling. Uh, Sheena Easton, who played Professor Fiona Brambrook, the only Scottish person in the cast. Um, oh, all right. So well, there was at least one. I feel like I've now been to Scotland then. Yeah. Uh, who has the better Scottish accent? Uh, these characters are Shrek. <laughs> oh. Um maybe these characters and i have told you that these characters did it poorly so yeah, yeah. donkey 
Yeah. I thought you were going to say which of us has the better Scottish accent. And I was just going to defer to you all because I did not want to try. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah. Um, no. Um, Shana Easton, I just I just did a quick Google check. She's a singer. I When I saw her name in the credits, I was like, is that Shana Easton the singer? Yeah, that's what is. I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same person. No, I definitely um, recognize the name. And I was very, I was like, wait, she's a singer. Um, she sang a lot of... Uh, James Bond themes. Uh, yeah, she has like a lot of singing credits. Um, yeah, because it makes sense you do voiceover if you. Yeah, well, she should have sang the, the version of the song. <gasps> that would have been so good. Yeah, now I'm upset. Um, <laughs> but then we get our introduction to the Mystery Gang. They are in Scotland to go to the Clan, Bake, uh, Clan Blake Castle. And Scooby is like, no, Shaggy and Scooby, are, they're like, we want to get a clam bake at the clam Blake, um, which is kind of a mouthful. Um, I, I laughed at that joke, like out yeah. loud, paused it and went back to laugh again. It, like that, I don't know why that one got me so bad, but clam bake with the clan Blake, uh, it, that one hit. It did. Um, and yeah, they just meet Shannon. They learn of the Highland games and the Loch Ness monster and they meet Dell who is basically uh he has his own van how would you describe him he's like uh, a whale watcher or a Loch Ness monster watcher um <laughs> and i feel like he's just like is a casual photographer he's like paparazzi for the Loch Ness monster yeah i would kind of say he's like a like a i don't know like shut-in conspiracy theorist type uh like that's kind of the vibes i got from him and like even though the Loch Ness monster like might be real like he's kind of the person where I, like anytime that they're talking i'm like all right we get it like you have a point that you're trying to make uh yeah yeah definitely um lisa when you as a fan of the Loch Ness monster did you identify with any of these characters in particular or um <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think um i actually i in the starting part i identified with um uh like um uh no i probably the the book lady yeah mm, you know that makes sense yeah as a as, as a previous as a librarian i was like yeah the yeah the professor fiona or whatever yeah jacob yeah. did you identify with any of the characters um I, I you know, man. yes, that was me. The, uh, the, old, you know, I actually, uh, that the old man says that he had 41 sightings. Uh, I think like that's me. Uh, I've actually had 39 sightings of the Loch Ness Monster myself. One for each day that Lisa played Survivor. <laughs> yes, exactly. And 10 yeah. more than the next season of Survivor will have. Oh yeah. That's, that's going to be interesting, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one one thing that we skipped right by, and this is uh, this has to be addressed, is Fred said that this is thicker than pea soup. Uh, pea soup is like a mid tier thick soup. Like it is not the thickest soup I can think of. Like there's butternut squash, there's creamy broccoli. Like pea soup is the thickest soup. <laughs> Fred, Fred just uh, maybe he's just not as experienced in the soup world. Man, well. I'm, I was very disappointed by that one. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Lisa? Um, I think Fred's just not original. He's just copying any, any old saying that he's heard before. But oh. he did say, he did say one thing. 
Oh, what? That's a saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, as thick as pea soup. Is it a pea soup frog? Yeah, it's like a really old, like hundreds of years old saying, I'd say. That makes so much more sense. I thought that that was just something he came up with. And I was like, that does not have anything to do with Scotland. And it does not make sense. Never mind. I take back my whole rant. Uh, yikes. <laughs> random, random comment. But something Fred said that I did really like when they're driving up to the castle. And I can't remember who it was. Velma or Daphne said like, I've heard there's a lot nice monster up here. And he said like, oh, look, don't even worry about the monster. Because it's just going to be to turn out to be someone in a costume anyway. Yeah, I love the meta commentary <laughs> yeah. from, in some of these movies. Um, I think the the live action Scooby Doo did those really well, especially. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, not gonna lie. After watching the last Scooby Doo movie, I Scooby still had me laugh a few moments, but uh, I feel like the the, uh, the animated movies don't like make me die as much as like the live action ones. I feel like th- those are just so much funnier. Um, except yeah. except uh, for the clan clam bake clam bake apparently um <laughs> joke. yeah uh there's some movements that get me like uh shout out to the classic uh one that kate loved which was when uh scooby's like i gotta make a call and uh shaggy's like a call <laughs> which call? call and he's like this one this help, one. help. <laughs> um but yeah so they end up meeting shannon who tells the gang about the loch ness monster encounter that she had there in the castle. Um, I know we skipped over the Highland games uh, also, but we get introduced to Angus and Colin and the dad again. uh, And they're like throwing this log. um, And I feel like that was an amazing race task at one point. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. When they were in Scotland. Uh, But yeah, so Shannon, that, that castle was very, big and i was like she lives by herself here that that must be like very lonely and also like kind of scary because when she was talking about the lagness monster and she was like watching tv in this like giant abandoned castle and like fell asleep on the couch i was like oh my god this seems like very lonely and maybe scary (laughs) yeah that that definitely is true Uh, question Mm -hmm. about the lagness monster lore can it normally go out of the water or is that like something they made up here uh, it it has, but not not like roaming through a castle or something. But okay. people have seen it like on sort of maybe like you know like a seal, like a seal might go on the sure. land, oh, yeah. but it pretty much is in the water. Yeah, but it's that not was like stomping around like in the woods. No, like yeah. I said, highly unrealistic. Yeah, because I, I was <laughs> I was pretty confused when I was just like walking around, just like rolling up at random points. I was like, okay, uh, I guess it I guess it can do that. Because like a monster that only is in the water is not that scary because you just like, as long as you're dry, you're safe. But if the Loch Ness Monster can leave, I guess it's still scary. Mm. Yeah, that that was probably a way that they could get them to do other stuff and kind of bend the rules. But I, I did notice that there was like, and when we get the reveal and there's two Loch Ness Monsters, like there was a sea one and then there was like more of a land one that they kind mm. of accounted for. Um, but Shannon invites uh, Professor Fiona Pembroke and Sir Ian McIntyre. Uh, yeah. No, Sir Ian Loxley. Sorry. McIntyre was someone else. That might have been the old man. Um, but he invites them to... Uh, she invites them to the to the castle. And we get some exposition. So Fiona is like a hardcore Loch Ness monster 
exists. She has done research. And then Ian is like, no, it's all gibberish and made up. And uh, we find out that Ian fired Fiona, uh, who was his lab assistant or his like TA. I didn't write it down, but uh, yeah, because she was like, so focused on exposing that it's a real phenomenon. Um, Can I tell you what I was hanging out for? The um, Fiona and Del romance. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I think, I, I feel so. like once we left, they probably, they probably got together. Um, like true so. believers sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Jacob. Yeah. I, I thought uh, Sir Ian's entrance was like a bit much. Uh, he like throws a log through a window and then Oh, like goes through that window to enter like first <laughs> off the, the person's like five five 130 pounds max like the fact that he could even throw this log is impressive but that's just quite an entrance yeah uh, he came in with a hats off uh, yeah. he he definitely like was the supposed to be i feel like he was our red herring but uh when velma was like explaining the the like that fiona is so determined to find this and she's like lost a ton of money and spent so much time researching and her career's been struggling because she's so gung-ho about the Loch Ness monster i was like okay here's a motive um and even though i didn't think in my heart of hearts that it was ian like he still kept coming up because the movie did a good job of trying to like sell me that this man is like shady um yeah even if he was like the obvious like uh what's the word when you look look over there like he he, he distraction was, he, yeah distraction there we go yeah the jade essence all moment i was like i was gonna like, just try to <laughs> go there um but yeah so we get all these people and uh the uh, scooby and shaggy are very hungry and they're offered haggis and i was like okay you eat everything but you won't eat this that's kind of like they'll they'll eat so much stuff but they won't eat this i was like why why you got to disrespect another culture in this movie scooby and shaggy i guess it's delicious have you guys even had it i have no not. it I don't sounds know jacob can kind of as a vegetarian kind of nasty yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. No, you, you probably probably not uh, yeah. and then my guess is that they don't make a vegetarian version like they have veggie burgers they're probably, they probably not do. making veggie haggis they do okay. no, they, well, they probably do because it's like you think it's gonna be i always thought it was just like this big mess of meat but it's sort of almost like stuffing the consistency of it so i think easily you could make a vegetarian version and did you have well, it with like liver wrapped around it and then there was some other thing that you described in it that they were very like grossed out by and then they kept pushing the plate yeah it didn't look right like the haggis they had in that movie didn't look like yeah i was like i thought haggis was like i didn't think it was that uh gray i thought it was it was like greener i don't know maybe oh greener (laughs) i most of my meats i would never want green um <laughs> that's just not a good color for me like maybe like my See, broccoli okay, or my I think apples but i in my head i thought it was like a v- cabbage based dish too no that that i thought it was like cabbage and sheep things but no okay um <laughs> i think yeah. i think we've covered that if you want to learn about either the Loch Ness monster or scottish culture this is not the documentary for you yes <laughs> the documentary correct <laughs> 
I forget what I was watching where someone oh um it was the one of the recent episodes of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and not a spoiler but someone was like I was watching this documentary The Blair Witch Project and I was like (laughs) 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 um but uh I had something to say about the the dinner and the Scottishness but I forgot um but yeah Scooby and Shaggy are not into it and they push the plate back and forth which for people who eat everything i feel like this was just rude um but they they so this leads to them later at night scooby's very hungry especially but they both are and they're gonna snoop around this creepy castle for food and that's just like a red flag to me like you just suffer for the night and then get food lisa you've starved for 39 days on an island would you would you uh go around and uh snoop around this creepy castle in the middle of the night um after like after 30 after 30 days yes after a few hours hell no yeah like i fast like 16 hours overnight so i don't know but i think it's clear that shaggy and scooby do not have that in them they're not fasters they're not you know yeah it's just you're not doing the 420 diet yeah yeah, it is rude. You're a guest in someone's home and you're just like, okay, I'm not going to eat the food you provide me. And then I'm going to snoop around your house when you're asleep to try to find food I like. Yeah, like I didn't understand. I mean, these guys don't think ahead, but yeah, you think they could have just said to Shannon, hey, sorry, but um, we don't really like this unusual food to us. Do you have a sandwich? Where do you yeah. keep your apples? Like a problem that would have been easily solved. But if all movies and problems that could be easily solved were easily solved, there wouldn't be a movie with their own guess. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's um, yeah. It's pretty fun that we like watch them go because like they go on a, essentially as they're going through the castle, they have like a bunch of wrong turns and they get lost. Like at first they think it's a monster, uh, but it's just like a twig hitting a window. And then there's randomly a sheet that happens to fall on Scooby and it scares Shaggy. (laughs) And then a bunch of bats, which are inside the castle, forces them to go outside the castle. And all of these, I was like, this is just perfect. Like all of these are so silly, but I thought that they did them pretty well to like Mm -hmm. balance the silly versus like the gimmick of running around and getting scared. If there were Mm -hmm. bats in my house, I would get very stressed. Now, were there bats in Thailand, Lisa? Um. Yeah, but um, we only like saw them at a distance. You know, yeah. none of them ever like. Actually, we, they did. They did tribal council in a cave. Yeah, that's and, what I was gonna ask next. Yeah, like, there were bats in the roof of the cave, but like far away, nothing that ever. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to, did one fly down one time? I'm not sure. How cramped know. was that tribal council? It looked. It looked very like beautiful, but it looked like it was a very tight space. Um, it was okay until like the jury got quite big. Yeah. And they they were sort of crammed on the on the benches, but no, we we each had like a nice little yeah. sort of crate. Not your on. problem. The thing, <laughs> the thing yeah. with the thing with that um tribal council was, uh, the dirt in the cave was like this bright red dirt, and so it just and it got it was like really fine bright red dirt, and so from the very first time we went there, we just I always had this dirt like my shoes that I wore they have still got this sort of bright redness to them and like my bag got bright red and my clothes got bright red and like it just got everywhere it was very interesting and then there was also some graffiti on the cave that um someone had graffitied that said um usa but they'd done it in block letters so it looked like l i s a uh yeah (laughs) that was a sign 
that's yeah, uh, that's what i thought when i went in there the first time i was like oh well this seems good like that's, i could be yeah. right here that's shocking that no one saw that and was like, all right, like there's something going on here. Like, let's just uh, vote her out. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say if production ever tried to like pass secrets by like adding to the graffiti, but it sounds like they already did. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think anyone else noticed that, but it was, it was a comfort to me. In those See, we got times. the exclusive. Look at us. <laughs> um yeah, um, I want to say something about Scooby-Doo running through the hallway. I yeah. love, love, loved when they did the little like doo -doo 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 sound effect, you know, when yeah, they're running yeah, in their yeah. feet. Oh, that just like took me right back to being like, I was just like, yes, this is Scooby-Doo for me, that noise. So I was glad it was there. Yeah, certain yeah. sound effects just take me back to like childhood. Um, and then also, I feel like the, the musical montages are a lot of fun yeah. too. They, um, and we get one after they leave because of the bats, they uh run into the Loch Ness monster and uh there's like some musical montage is and then they get in the in the tent and Fred, Shannon, Daphne and Blake, not Daphne and Blake, Daphne and Velma um come and pull them up and get them situated and then Ian's like I'm leaving and Shaggy's like I'll call you a cab and the taxi just rolls up they all get in the cab they like <laughs> bring their suitcases and then like they literally <laughs> drive 10 feet and Ian pushes them out um which I thought was a fun moment um, yeah the whatever taxi service is there is very quick uh very impressive the whole island of Scotland has a wonderful taxi service I'm sure um it would put uber like shaking if they saw how efficient these taxis were <laughs> yeah uh the taxis might take over Lyft and Uber in the future after this movie. Um, this is documentary after all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Ian is also like, I'll only come back and judge the games if the area is prepared because as always, Scooby and Shaggy and the monster made a mess. Um, yeah, like what a mess. Like they must have like demolished, like that's so unrealistic. How much damage that monster caused, how much, how much it could move. Scooby and Shaggy could literally have died numerous times. Other people <laughs> could have died. Like this is, everyone's just like, whoa, that's just a monster. It's like, what the actual, like this is like a terrorist attack, basically. Yeah, yeah. like an entire bridge goes down. There's like holes in buildings, like all the tents are gone. But I think that the Highland games can go on. Like, it's just throwing stuff outside. Like, you yeah. don't need a tent You just for need that. a field. Like, no, yeah. I don't get the fixation with tents in this movie. It was like they wrote the movie and then they found out what the Highland games were. And they were like, oh, <laughs> well. I would not be surprised. Okay. They also were like, we should probably hire one Scottish actor to do this. Like, yeah. yeah. What's that song playing on the radio? Can we get her? Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. this this movie so many so many questionable decisions that like also just like from a financial standpoint they could have saved a lot more money if they just had a field um yeah do we think the highland games like people actually go or is it just like the family like they're a family reunion sort of thing oh no no they're a big thing like we have one in new zealand and horrorata every oh. year and like like thousands of people go it's like um what's it like I don't know. It's sort of like an exhibition sporting okay. thing as well as a sporting thing. And there's like bands and food and all sorts. Oh, it see, sounds like a fun like uh, type of festival or excuse to get together. Yeah. Yeah. 
how I read it was like this might be a real thing, but in the way they presented it, it felt like a family reunion sort of thing, <laughs> like uh, a family reunion barbecue sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, but but they also have like a balloon festival, like it's Thanksgiving Day, like uh, yeah. In in a second, they're like about to go to a town, and there, there's like a giant balloon, as if they're like preparing for some float parade or something. Yeah. And Angus and Colin, they're like holding on to it and floating around and then Ang- or one of them gives it to the other and they kind of like fly. Uh, did that ever stress you out when you were younger? Like the fact that a balloon could carry you into the sky? I don't know if that's ne- just me. Never. Ha- are you worried about that? Like I can rest assured a balloon will not carry you no, into the sky. I don't think so anymore. But I was okay, like good. stressed like that uh, I was so young that I could float away. Uh, but then also part of me like, kind of wanted to do you know in spongebob when patrick ties the balloon to the to the bench but then he's like the bench is like i don't know if it's shackled it's like connected to the ground so he kind of like floats in the air but then like it stops that always seemed fun like you kind of like float a little bit i don't know uh i feel like the the characters in up could relate to this moment Mm. yeah yes um, when I was a kid, I really wanted to fly. So I got um like plastic supermarket bags, like a whole bunch of them. And I like jumped off the table on top of our deck. And my mom was like, that won't work. And I'm like, but why <laughs> won't it work? Like there's wind in here. I can keep wind in it and it's going to make me fly. And I just tried it over and over again. And it never, never worked. It never worked? Oh. Never worked. But I think mm. I probably would have felt terrified had it worked. And then I was just like. True. Yeah. You need a spotter. <laughs> yeah very tall spotter uh, hopefully there'll be jetpacks at some point and you can experience it. it it sounds fun to fly but i would be very scared if i was like anything over like four feet off the ground that's like getting out of control for me so yeah see but then the second part that i was scared of is i was like the balloon would take me up to the sky and then i wouldn't see my parents ever again and i would just keep going up and up and then Aww. i would like get to an airplane and it would pop the balloon and then i would fall down <laughs> was... oh, you really thought this through this is yes. a real legitimate fear for you oh i was very oh, well. scared uh here on unpacking felipe's uh, obscure childhood trauma um... <laughs> welcome back yes welcome back um but so I, I was stressed for Angus or Khan, whichever one it was, but yeah. uh, the dad tells them about Ian leaving and how they have to go clean up. Um, so they go to clean the area. Uh, meanwhile, they run into Dell, who's like hunting for the mystery, and they decide to split up. As always, Scooby and Shaggy are by themselves. They have to go. They're going to stay on the land and drive the mystery machine, which stresses Fred out a little bit. Um, and then the the other four will go on a boat um so that's that's their plan um and i don't know if anyone else got stressed by the way shaggy was driving the van with his feet eating rocky road ice cream but i was very stressed out especially on the windy road they were on yeah it's it's pretty impressive to be able to do that uh i used to like say that as a joke when i was driving people in high school like people would be like are you a safe driver i was like yeah like usually i just like use my feet and lay back and like people are like, haha, and like I've I've tried it and like uh it just yeah. does not work. Uh like Shaggy has to be insanely flexible for this to for, so, for this to work. There was a girl on the Amazing Race family season, because I remember this stressed me out so much. Who her she would drive and then she would have her hands on the wheel, but then she'd also have her foot on the wheel. Like her knee would be up and like her foot would like be like 
stretched out along the the area um and like she would oh. be driving with her foot sometimes and have her hand out it was very stressful in the weaver family um Oof. if anyone watches that season yeah if they had an accident that would be a really bad that, that's what puts me off like even if i'm a passenger putting my feet on the dashboard because if there's yeah. an accident and like an airbag goes off or something very dangerous yeah yeah my mom used to tell me that to like dissuade me from putting my feet up she'd be like she would say like, oh, you can if you want, but the airbag will like break your feet off. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And like, I like my feet yeah. quite a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jacob's a big fan of his feet. <laughs> okay. I, I guess I am, but that's such a weird way to put it. Yes. Well, welcome um, back to discussing Jacob's internal, <laughs> internal world where we yeah. learn more than we ever wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, that is fair. Uh, this will be the last episode. We're going back to talking about children's shows and not, yeah, not weird things about whatever life. this is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh. But Fred, Daphne, Velma, and Shannon. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention that uh, someone grabbed the sign. This happened in the last movie too. Someone just grabbed the sign and rotated it, and we never got like a payoff of who that was. Like, I want to know. It was probably one of the the Tweedledum Tweedledee brothers, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I that was like a plot hole that wasn't uh the 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 plot moment wasn't like tied at the end. Yeah, th- this is like their favorite gimmick. They're like, "Ooh, but wouldn't it be like nefarious if someone switched the sign?" Like I I guess. Yes. Yeah. Like there are other ways to get someone to go somewhere, but sure. But Fred, Daphne, Velma and Shannon run into Nessie on the boat. They try to capture her using the net and like this is a giant monster thing you're gonna catch her with a fish line and net um choices yeah. fred um but she goes under the boat and then she doesn't really even like attack the boat she just goes under um and this isn't the fancy boat yet so but they do have sonar stuff and a trap door we find out is this the boat the uh, that looks like the one from Jaws, like with the? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, I, I yeah. saw that. I don't know if it was intentional, but like it really looks like the boat from Jaws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably was. Um, I loved how um, Fred was like trying to play games on the digital compass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, but, but not much in this movie made me laugh, but that made me laugh. Yeah, and he's like, and Daphne's like, that's the compass, and he's like, well, I still won. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that's the, that's the attitude i'm gonna take like even if it's not a game I'd be like well i still won this yeah, yeah it's it's easy to win a game if you're the only one playing and making up the rules I, I like yeah that. you need a quick win yeah <laughs> and fred does fred does need some quick wins you can tell fred and lisa the only winners on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh that that hurts that hurts yeah yeah uh no but who lisa as an expert who do you think would do the best on survivor from the from the either this movie or the main gang yeah um this has been discussed in the past but we need someone who has been on the uh boots to the ground um experience okay i think velma would have the best chance of winning because she would be thinking through every variable as long as she didn't get in her head too much i think shaggy and Scooby would have the best chance of going the furthest. Yeah. 
Yeah, yes. like I've had to make an all of nothing bet on who could win, um, Velma, but if I just got money based on how what, where someone placed, I think Shaggy and Scooby, they're so likable. Who doesn't like Scooby-Doo and Shaggy? They might quit, though, they're on cruisy. day two if there's not enough food. That's the oh, one none concern. Of food. I think that they would just yeah. destroy every reward challenge because, like, they do incredible feats of strength and, like, uh, they, like, run quickly. They, I'm sure they would do whatever it takes to get food. So, yeah, yeah they would just uh, keep winning the rewards. Immunity, eh, rewards, though. <laughs> exactly. that's, that's their mentality. Um, yeah, in fact, they might tank immunity challenges knowing how popular they were and, like, the, oh, sorry, um, yeah, and then someone from their tribe would go home and there'd be more food, more rice for them. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's a different kind of strategy. I'm kind that of also requires them to think. Uh, so I'm not sure they'd be able to figure that one out. But yeah, yeah, that is true. I definitely could see Daphne as a social butterfly, but maybe like she and Velma could team up. Velma could be like the strategic part of the team and Daphne could be the social. And then Fred is probably like first juror or something. First boat. Yeah. Oh, send him home. I mean, the stuff he sees, you know. Yeah, like- yeah. Oh my goodness me. Especially in the live action ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they don't capture uh, Nessie. Uh, meanwhile, Shaggy and Scooby get stuck in the mud. I did vaguely remember this part that they were stuck in the mud with the mystery machine. Uh, and then the monster chases them and there's shenanigans, another musical moment. And then they fly onto the boat and defy all the laws <sighs> of physics. Yeah. The uh, the shocks on this car must be incredible. Uh, like it's very impressive that the car is able to go like hundreds of feet down and be fine. I also like in uh, like in animated movies they'll do the thing where like a car will travel like along the x axis and then it'll come to a complete stop and then it'll just free fall drop like only on the y axis as if it like <laughs> is totally independent. It just like goes sideways and then goes down. Never does both. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, again, breaking the laws of physics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was like the most annoying part of the movie for me. Is like, how did the boat not break? Like that that bothered me more than anything else in this movie. Also, no, that's a lie. The top two things that, and then when the sheep just disappeared, I was like, bring the sheep with you for the rest of the movie. Oh, true. Where, <laughs> where did the sheep go? Yeah. Um. In my head, that's really why uh, Louisiana, uh, not Louisiana, Lisa, not Louisiana. <laughs> Lisa Louisiana. wanted to be on the podcast. <laughs> Too good because of the, sheep, the sheep connection. Yeah. It's offensive to New Zealanders, Felipe. It is? There's more to us than just sheep. Oh, I know. Well, no, I mean, um, there's more sheep than us, to be honest, but there is more to us <laughs> than sheep. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I know that. Uh, there was a funny joke I, I on the podcast uh, I think it was season one because I remember listening to it. Uh, there was with Nick and Phoebe that there was like a Survivor New Zealand a sheep joke that they laughed at, but then they were like, "This is probably so mean to the New Zealanders." Uh, <laughs> that like they're, they're, everyone on, who plays is like a sheep or something, like sheep versus sheep oh. or something. I don't remember, but yeah. Oh yeah, I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. but uh we yeah i i was <laughs> just since i'm gonna forget about the sheep later my favorite moment with the sheep though was uh when shaggy was like we should go to a vacation the sheep was like the bahamas <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was uh, a good joke yeah 
but they they dock for some repairs they notice the track of the trail looks like car tracks and ian shows up on his yacht um which is a big boat for the little lock but okay um hmm. well, very... the Loch Ness is surprisingly big it is oh see i, I thought it yeah. was like a little lake it's like um, kilometers across i think but i could be wrong but i remember being surprised at how big it was I mean, it, it needs a lot of space for the Loch Ness Monster, who seems giant. Um, yeah, it's, it's not big enough to hide a population of, you know, prehistoric monsters, but it is a very big body of water. So you talked about this at the beginning, but like, is there like, do you have the backstory ready of like how the Loch Ness Monster came to be in that specific area? Or do you know that I off think- the top of your head? Yeah, I think it's just like, you know, how like, you know, there's like the Ice Age and stuff and water levels drop and then... You know, mountains rise up and this dinosaur just happened to get stuck in this bit of water and it's just made it work for a million years or something. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if it was like there was a, a origin story other than like just this one dinosaur escaped. Like if there was a specific reason why it was in Scotland or anything, but no. Um, I think there's like religious stuff. Like I think, Ooh. you know, hundreds of years ago, I think they were like, there was some religious element, but I can't remember. And the other thing is, the other possibility is that, um, oh gosh. Ah, I entirely forgot what I was going to say. Dinosaurs, Loch Ness. Oh, no, don't worry. It'll, it'll yeah. come back to me. There is some other thing about why the Loch Ness monster ended up there, but I can't remember. That's literally the worst feeling, especially like on a podcast when you have like a point and then you can't find it. And it's like, oh, that's it's so annoying. Yeah, it just yeah. went. I don't know. It'll come back to you in like five minutes. It will. Yeah. I'll be like, ah, oh, let me smile say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ian with this bougie yacht, uh, I kind of wanted to ride that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the, the oh, like, huge yeah. boat that, come, that yeah. comes through? It's a bit much. Yeah. Um, and then the the game goes with him being like, oh, he has better tech. Bye, Fiona. <laughs> then uh, he has this like 3D graphic sort of thing with the sonar tracking of the Loch Ness Monster and they can see it. And I thought that was cool. But also I felt like that was out of a sci-fi movie, not a Scooby-Doo movie. Um, but they go mm-hmm. and they see the monster like just disappear. And it's like, oh, it hides somewhere. And Scooby and Shaggy are like, we don't want to be any part of this. We're going to go hide in the submarine. Literally, like, two seconds later, uh, Fred is like, can we take your submarine? And they go in. Um, yeah. I, uh, I thought that was a funny joke that they're like, okay, we're going to go to the one place that will be hidden. And they're yeah. like, yeah, they just like go to the wrong place. Where would you hide on a boat? Um, it's a good question. Um, if there's a kitchen, I feel like uh, at night, that's like a safe place to hide. Plus, Shaggy and Scooby can steal some food. I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's a place no one would think to look. Yeah. They should have just trusted their gut and gone with the kitchen. The one time they didn't go to the kitchen, mm-hmm. they like yeah, got... Yeah, surprising. Yeah. Um, but they dropped a sub and they go hunting for it. And Scooby gets on Fred's face at one point and they like spin around and eventually find the cove where Nessie is. And they find a screwdriver in there and like pirate remains or not pirate but like skeleton remains of like viking viking yeah um yeah this part of the movie was problematic for me because i mean shaggy and scooby are basically just like desecrating human remains yeah like it was just like zero respect or care or 
anything like it's it's just it's one thing short of like you know picking up a skull and like making it make funny faces like I was just like wow is this in the movie how did no one think oh hang on let's just the skeletons aren't even important they could have just left them out we didn't really need them in the movie honestly weird that was just like it really stuck out to me yeah it, it is weird because it doesn't actually come back like it's not yeah. like oh no, like, this is how they did to. it but yeah. like no it was just like they just threw it out there and they're like yeah this is a funny joke and it that it wasn't it's no clam bake it clan like <laughs> yeah it is not but even with the with the screwdriver i feel like that wasn't really relevant later like okay oh, maybe she- that had nothing to do like i still i don't really know what that screwdriver is there for Exactly. Like, I feel like they probably had like things that they either cut or they put this in in the first draft of the script and somehow it made it to the final draft. Um, I was thinking it was just to like tell us that the monster was mechanical. Yeah, that's what I Mm. thought too. But I thought it was going to be like we were going to see a scene like when they go through the recap of who it was and it was going to be like, yeah. Uh, I I feel like they always like set that up and then usually they pay off like a little hint. Um, But yeah. Can we also talk about the fact that there were two different teams of culprits and none of them went to prison? In fact, like they get congratulated and it seems like they're accepted in like, yeah, essentially. Yeah. The motivations here don't make a ton of sense and there are no consequences at all. Yeah. That was, that was odd. That was kind of uh, frustrating for me. So I've got in my notes. Why isn't Patricia in jail? Yes. Like I don't like putting anyone in jail, but in this universe, why is she, why is there no repercussions? Yeah. Like they destroyed that castle of terrorized people. Like, oh. Yeah. She seems like she ends up way better off than she started. Yeah, like, she got not, what she wanted. Yeah. Like not only did she like lie and break stuff, but it's like, oh, now we're actually going to work with you. Like I, I don't know. And then uh, you've, you've yeah. shown you're a really trustworthy person full of integrity. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, if let, the slightest thing goes wrong, you're not going to like make up a fake monster and try and kill us. So welcome aboard. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if you're willing to try to kill someone with a monster, like I'm sure you're going to fudge the data in some scientific <laughs> study. Like I do not want you near any of my science. Yeah. Very, very weird. Uh, they were like, oh, you silly people. You had a reason and you two goofballs. I was like, in most well, Scooby-Doo movies, they would like go to jail. And it's not even like they have a reason. Angus and Colin do it because they think it's a prank. Yeah. And it's not even like to delay the games or to scare competition off so they yeah. can win. It the was first reason, prank. like the assumption reason was a better reason like that they could have won the games. Mm. Uh, yeah. But yeah. no, they were just like, we're bored. Well, I actually, I thought that the uh, the dad had them do it because earlier the dad said mm. something about like, uh, oh, well, if more people hear the rumors, then uh, like hotel business goes up. And I was like, oh, that's sketchy. Like they're probably doing this just to generate some papers. But nope, it's a prank. Yeah, it's a prank. There's a um, camera right over there. Look and a bit there. frustrating because... Like you could, I just, I would be, there's no way the audience could work that out. I don't think like, oh, (laughs) there's two, there's two independent teams of people who like, I just, I don't know. And it's part of the fun of it, working it out. Yeah. I definitely thought there were two, uh, we can get into this later, but part of me, like throughout the whole movie, I was between Fiona and Ian. I was like, what if they're working together? That was like one thought I had. 
did not even cross my mind that the two dinguses were involved. Um, but yeah, so Nessie chases them. They run into Dell, who is sleeping in their van. Which, how did he get in? Like, what? What? This? This bothers me. Not okay. Me. Yeah. yeah, it's not do, cool. Do they not have rules in this area? No, no laws. They literally do not have laws. Uh, there was no jail to take them, um, <laughs> so they can't go to jail. And yeah, you can just like walk into people's cars if you'd like. And like, I don't know. It looked like he was drooling all over the place. I would have been very annoyed. <laughs> Um, yeah, apparently he's like so gross that uh, like Velma no longer wants the jacket that he was sleeping on. Like that's yeah. ultimate insult. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, oh, you can keep it. Uh, but he was like, my van was stolen. Uh, this man can't even keep his his van in his hands like that. He was too busy focusing on like the Loch Ness Monster to take care of his property. But uh they get chased by nessie this is where the sheep comes in they're all like all eight of the people in the van i guess or uh are there and it's an empty van they realize when they take the this is what uh lisa referenced earlier the genuine upholstery um (laughs) yeah uh but it's just like a canvas and this locust monster and it's uh dell's van so how did they do the other like at what point did the two brothers get involved like was this were they always involved or was this like a last minute thing oh we can have a distraction dinosaur great question i will Dinar. get back to you when they answer it but yeah they did not in the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so then basically we get like our final shenanigan scene they're on the boats they have different stations scooby and shaggy eat scooby snacks they go row out into the middle of the lock um they're chased meanwhile daphne and shannon are upstaged by the goonies on the boat they're like we're gonna shoot a harpoon at it the old-fashioned way uh and fred and dell are like being pulled by the lockest monster in the water and velma is just in the castle watching everyone so all this stuff happens do we have any thoughts on this because i kind of like just summarized basically the ending but if you have any like thoughts on any of the gags feel free to jump in no, no, for me, I, I've, my note is just like, just more unrealistic physics. Yeah. <laughs> and um, sure. I really liked at the very end, I've written down, um, I can't remember who says it, but someone says uh, like, oh, yay, everything's solved. And none of it would have been possible without you meddling kids. Yeah. Instead of uh, that's, that's like, because they, she doesn't go to jail. So she can, they needed an excuse to say that line. But she's yeah. like, oh, thank you for helping my career. You meddling kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that this one didn't know. have a ton of great gags. Usually there's like some more like, funny stuff. I think the Scooby and Shaggy chase scene earlier was like mm. very good. Uh, more like quintessential Scooby chase. But yeah, here, here I didn't see a ton. I did like the gimmick that like uh, the, the professor like goes underneath the hatch to get into like a different uh, section of the boat and then be the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. That was kind of cool. And one thing that I'll say is like, I at least enjoyed that they changed out the setting because there's not a ton of water sequences on these movies. Mm. Like it's very land-based. So they at least like played with the environment in a fun way, uh, even if it did defy the laws of physics. Mm. Also, can we talk about earlier when they drive off the cliff and into the boat, how far was the boat from the, I feel like the way it was shown, it was like in the middle of the lock. Yeah. Yeah. That car, that car had hops. It got pretty far. Yeah. 
I didn't even uh, try to, the, to even think, is this realistic? Because, oh, it's, fine. it's for kids. The other, the other thing that happens like later with the sheep is like they like hit the brakes and the like top part of the car falls off, but nothing yeah. else does. Like, I, I still don't know what that this was. This car but. has been through so much. Like, it needs it needs to have take a nap. Um, but who needs Oppo when you have the mystery machine these days if it can just like yeet itself across <laughs> a lock? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you can fly uh, with a car, then you're you're pretty set. It also, like uh, Dell's car went on water um, when it was like being pulled by the other boat. So we have a flying car and an amphibious car. That works. I was surprised there was no like, oh, we're gonna make the mystery machine into like some sort of boat mechanism, like yeah, you see in the magic school bus. Um, I was waiting for that. Also, we just don't talk enough about the fact that they somehow they take like a cruise to every spot they go to or they drive cross country if it's to mexico but when they went to australia they took a cruise in the mystery machine like i feel like that's just so much effort just like take a plane and rent a car but yeah yeah it's got to be very expensive to charter the car the car across like the entire ocean like that's yeah. that's an expense right there yeah, more questions on their their rates and their insurance policies. <laughs> um, yeah, I did actually like how in this uh, in this like movie we have an actual reason that they're they that they are there. Uh, like mm. usually it's like kind of random. It's like oh well, I happen to be in like the neighborhood, so like I'm gonna show up. But this time it was like oh, I'm visiting my family and something went wrong. So I appreciated that. What you don't you don't believe that uh, Fred and Alejo are pen pals? <laughs> no, I don't think uh, in the Monsters of Mexico it made sense that he has pen pals with a dad in Mexico and he's gonna go just hang out with a dad as a teen. <laughs> uh, I I don't I know they're teens. No, they are like twenty five. All of them. Um, I, I'm convinced. You can't convince mm-hmm. me otherwise. Uh, but. It's the reveal. There's two Loch Ness monsters. One is Ingus, Ingus and Colin, um, and the other is Fiona. And Fiona wanted to make Ian believe, well, Ingus and Colin wanted to play a joke on people. So, uh, yeah. And then they don't go to jail. Next, we see they're on the boat again, Ian's boat, and it's there's new sonar radar they find, and Ian is convinced by Dell and Fiona that there actually is a Loch Ness monster, based on like photos that she had taken previously and everyone the the mystery gang drives off on the scottish highlands uh and the the real nessie follows them so that's that's kind of like the end of the movie anything that we didn't hit on in terms of the plot or thoughts that you had written down I appreciate that they didn't totally debunk the Loch Ness Monster in this one. Like, they weren't like, oh, the Loch Ness Monster is, like, definitely fake. They were like, oh, yeah, like, it can be real. Um, And, like, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, like, we have pictures of it. Um, And just because, like, it was someone in a costume doesn't mean that, like, it also isn't fake. You know, keep the magic alive. Why not? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe it it does beg the question why they not keep the magic alive with the chupacabra but okay yeah totally agreed like i I think that they should with like all of these monsters that are like pretty well known like there's no reason to debunk them and be like see it never existed like i kind of like that yeah yeah um lisa do you have anything from your notes that we didn't hit on before we go to like some of the regular shenanigans we have here um, I just had one quote that I really liked. Oh, actually, in those two, those, but they're both about Daphne, which is strange because not a not a Daphne stand myself. But um, 
there was this part right at the start where they made sort of this another sort of meta joke about how the Blake family has this habit of getting caught in elaborate booby traps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that bit. And they and all looked also- at her. And the paintings on the wall that they had because they had like a bunch of different things that were all like uh like oh yeah like this is the time that like i fell into this and this yeah like i got stuck in my own trap those are funny oh i didn't even notice that i need to go back and watch for those scenes oh and um then that also when they were on the boat i think um Daphne said that um, I can't remember the rest but i wrote down here Daphne saying nothing's impossible when you have scooby-doo around and I was just like, oh, yeah. I, I, li- I like when, um, you know, I like when they say like, you know, we do love you, Scooby-Doo and stuff like that. Because Scooby-Doo is very close to my heart. So I like seeing that. He is. Yeah. He's an icon. Um, more Scooby love is always loved by me. Um, but yeah, so just want to quickly hit on the cast. We got Frank Welker as Scooby-Doo, Fred and Lachlan Haggart. Which one? Which character was Lachlan? I'm sorry. I think, I think is he, he the, is the dad guy at the start? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it the dad? He's the dad. Yeah. I think oh he's yeah, because it yeah. was Angus Haggart. Yeah. 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 And then we got Casey Kasem as Shaggy, Mindy Cohn as Velma, Gray Delisle as Daphne and Shannon, Michael Bell as Duncan McGibbon and McIntyre, who was like the Goonie who kind of flipped yep. on Ian, uh, Jeff Bennett as Del Chillman, Sir Ian Loxley and Harpoon Gunner. John DiMaggio as Colin Haggart, Volunteer 1, Phil Lamar as Angus Haggart, Volunteer 2, Ooh. and Sheena Easton as Professor Fiona Pembroke. I heard a little a little woo for Phil Lamar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved Mad TV. Okay, yeah. Mm. No, he was in the he was in the one that they go to Australia too, uh with a not a great Australian accent if I do say so myself oh, but oh no. he's a great voice actor uh let me try to find what his character was yeah he was on mad tv as a writer um he's um Hermes and Futurama yeah okay uh he was Daniel Iliwara and the king uh in Daniel the, Iliwara oh yeah man. uh yeah so not a great Australian accent in that one but Mikey yeah and, maybe, uh, maybe just recruit local talent <laughs> that might be a thing <laughs> yeah i was i was trying to think of like famous scottish people and i i can't think of that many like uh super grand uh Sinead o'connor Ian mcgregor famous yeah. scottish uh sean connery oh sean connery yeah okay he could play the dad i guess Ian mcgregor david tennant david uh, tennant scottish yeah yeah um there's a lot anyway. of white men not, oh mary a lot queen of, of scots okay yeah sarsha ronan's not scottish but she could be in this uh i'm sure she could do a scottish yeah. accent mm-hmm. yeah there's not a ton of people through, i recognize uh, on this annie lennox she's she could have what is she doing who's james mcavoy like, uh, oh, he's the person, yeah he's, he's in an, like uh, x-men. x-men yeah okay that's and um that um yeah other things yeah okay i was gonna be like he it said he was xavier and i was like oh wrong movie i was like he is not xavier in in um the the original x-men i was like that is not patrick stewart (laughs) no they're Um, not the same person but that would be very funny yeah uh, someone actually got them confused yeah, I did take a screenshot of the songs because I wanted to like pull them up and like give them. Yeah, the I credit. like the music in this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Um, so there was Brothers Forever, uh, written by Tom Chase, uh, Come and Get It, uh, Back on the Train, uh, which was by Trey Anastasio and Tom Marshall. The other one was also Tom Chase. And then Brown Dog by Keith Roberts, Brendan Holmes, Chris Waltz, Bob Bolding, and Dave Ingram. Um, oh, Fish sing a song in this movie, Back on oh. the Train. So they did get a someone uh big uh yeah it's no stuck in the suburbs soundtrack but it it does go off a little bit um and then yeah we can get into questions quickly uh we got uh caitlin glacken asked yeah why is lisa so cool or quote why is she so cool lisa that is and then jay debrow seconds that question (laughs) so yeah why are you so cool I think I have this theory that in your life you have like, so, you know, you've got like um, your life is, you know, you have a hundred percent of your life and you have to spend a certain amount of that time, not cool, you know? And so what I've done is I concentrated the not cool amount. I'd say probably like the first 38 of years of my life, I just stuck all my not cool in there. So from 38 years onwards that you know, freed up the coolness quotient for me. So try it, try it for you. Try and be uncool now. And then yeah. the coolness will come later. That is a fantastic answer. I like that so much. Like, I like the idea that someone can like sit around. They're like, yeah, I'd like to be like 10% not cool now, but like, I'll be like 80% later. And then I'll be like a hundred percent cool. Like uh, this year, I I like thinking like that. Yeah. It's, it's strategic layered thinking, which we love. And then you believe it, you can achieve it. Yeah. This isn't a question from anyone but myself, but using your cast, who would you cast as the Scooby-Doo characters? If you're okay with that. Like your cast of Survivor. Me? Oh, um, okay. Well, you can be Scooby since he's your favorite. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd be Velma. Okay. A hundred times. Yeah. And uh, De- uh, Tess would be Daphne. Yeah. And I think. Brad Shag- jumped out as Fred for me. I don't know if you see that. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Um, and then I think Adam might be shaggy okay and then matt would be scooby because oh yeah Yeah. no adam uh if shaggy probably does love watermelons as much as adam um so (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah actually adam might be a bit too much of a picky eater to um dave didn't dave love the rewards on your season oh man yeah if we're only going on appetite dave would be a hot hot top contender for um shaggy and also he's incredibly lovely yeah so um yeah i think a lot of people a lot of people i could fit into a lot of these roles because you know very likable group and yeah obviously i love all the people in scooby-doo so yeah um yeah no i was trying to think is there anyone else that was and then i don't know if you want to you want to disparage anyone on the cast but do you have a scrappy in mind (laughs) and what are your thoughts on scrappy do as a as a character um i so I started what when I started watching Scooby Doo, I watched you know like the 1960s reruns, and yeah. Scrappy Doo wasn't on that or didn't show up on that until later. So even for me, having watched Scooby Doo for 40 years, Scrappy Doo is like a bit of an add-on. Yeah, no, that makes sense yeah. for like that's a lot of people. Like I was surprised at how much Scrappy Doo content there was because he, I feel like he was just like a random guest star in some movies, but no, he was yeah. there in a lot of stuff. Um, 
and I, yeah. I that's why I love the meta aspect of making him the villain because like he was unpopular in the first one but yeah and he's part of it but not really part of it like I wondered if they were trying to write that movie and then they were like shit like how do we get Scrappy doing here we can't just ignore him but he's not really yeah. part of it and then someone was like ah we make him the villain yeah and, yeah I love that, that movie so much it's so good and the mm -hmm. second one is also fun uh yeah, I will stand by my statement that the first one is better, though. Uh, but the oh, yeah. second one did give us one of my favorite moments in cinematic history with Scooby-Doo drawing the bunny. Um, yeah. Felipe, that's like your favorite joke is when Scooby just says bunny. Yeah. he's like, like Shaggy asked him, is he taking notes? And he's like, he, he was like, you got that, Scoob? And he's like, bunny. <laughs> I have the screenshot still. And uh, I have referenced it quite a few times, uh, like when I play Scooby-Doo. Yes. Um, that's me. But anyways, let's get into some of our regular uh, stuff. So uh, mm -hmm. let's start with the culprit game. Uh, so they were Fiona and uh, Ingus and Colin. So Jacob, start us off. Who did you think was the, was the person? Yeah, so I thought that it was going to be uh, more of this like uh, evil capitalism that we got in the Monsters of Mexico episode where like mm -hmm. the person that wants money like ruins the the fun and like ruins tradition and decides to make a profit. So I thought that it was the Haggart family with the dad and the boys all coming together to try to get some rumors generated. Okay, and uh, Lisa, what about you? Did you remember when you watched this movie who it was or did you play along with us? Um, no, I, I never watched it until I watched it for this. So I, yeah. I came to it fresh. Um, I, as soon as there was that scene on the boat and, um, not Angus's brother or maybe Angus and not his brother. I can't remember. Anyway, as soon as there was that stuff with the brothers and then the nice brother came in sort of versus the, the bad brother, I was like, oh, okay. I think it's these guys. Yeah. Um, and then when the dad showed up, same as Jacob, I was like, oh, okay, there's some sort of like clan. I thought it was going to be clan rivalry, like the Haggard clan wanted to be the premier clan over the Blake clan or something. Yeah, um, yeah. that makes that, sense. That's where I got to. Um, so I was the only person who didn't have them. I was debating between Fiona and Ian. The brothers weren't even on my radar. I did consider the dad at one moment with the hotel thing, but then I kind of forgot about that as the movie went on. I was between Fiona and Ian and then... I was like, you know what? Sometimes these movies are just too obvious. And if I say Ian just because it's like not obvious, even though the motive is clearly there for Fiona, then I'm going to like look so stupid. So I said Fiona um, yeah. as my guess. So uh, the two of you accumulate points, two points each. And then I get one point because Fiona was one person. So uh, yeah, I, let me just... I feel like together, together we've, uh, we've cracked the mystery. So yes, we would like be a great enough. mystery team. I'll, I'll just say that myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lisa has gotten the guest total to 17 points. Woo. Jacob and I are each at, because Jacob bumps up. So I think now I have 16 and Jacob has 15. Um, Ooh, go guess. Or Jacob and team. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob and Kate. So <laughs> Jake, yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, the guests are winning, and they also have less opportunities. So uh, we love that for the guests. Um, we so, just uh, only good, only great people come on the podcast as guests, whereas like any old person can uh, can join us and be host Felipe. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, let's get into the MVPs and LVPs. So uh, just a reminder, we do MVP and LVP from the the main cast. So uh, unfortunately, Shannon, Shannon can get your like bonus MVP if you have that, uh, if you want. The guests are always allowed to give one bonus MVP. But in terms of like the main scoring system, we stick to just the main gang. Um, so uh lisa as the guest do you ha- want to go first or do you want jacob or i to go first um, i'm happy to go first i found this a bit, bit difficult because no one really covered themselves in glory in this movie i would say but um and velma i'm a huge velma fan so she it was going to be hard for her not to get it from me but then in the movie she did have all the research and the knowledge and it didn't do as many egregious things as the other people. So Velma's my MVP for this movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I feel like both the five didn't really have anything super uh, important to highlight on their resume for this movie, but mm. they, like none of them were really that detrimental to the mis- mission. So I felt like this was one of the hardest ones for me to like pick on either side, let alone oh, just cool. one. Um, but I am going to second what you say with Velma. I think Velma was the most on top of everything. Uh, I think she was looking at clues that didn't even matter with the screwdriver. She was on top of everything. So I'm giving Velma my MVP. Jacob, are you going to sweep it or do you have someone else in mind? Yeah, let's go full sweep for Velma here. I don't <laughs> I don't really think that like, uh, you know, she has done like her best work in this episode. Like there are other times where she's like way knocking out of the park. But she, like, discovers that the Loch Ness Monster goes into town. Uh, at one point, like, I think she yeah, is the one to find the screwdriver, and she, like, kind of puts together the professor's plan. So, mm-hmm. you know what? I'll give it to her. Uh, it's not super easy, though, because I do feel like, um, yeah, Lisa's right. Like, no one really did great. No one did that poorly. So it's a little bit harder this episode. Yeah. Jacob, do you want to start us off with the LVPs? or And uh, sure. we can go backwards. Lisa can have the last pick. Um, well, so my, my LVP was originally going to be Fred and it was only because, uh, I didn't know, like no one really messed up. And I was so upset about the pea soup thing when I watched it. But now that I know it's an expression, I feel really bad that I was like going <laughs> to fault him for that. But you know what? I'm still giving it to Fred. I don't think Fred did anything redeemable this episode. And yeah, I, I just feel like he, he could have done more. Like his driving was poor when there was no excuse to be bad. So I guess uh, I'll give it to him for not having 10 and two on the road. <laughs> well, I, I will just say, you're going to give it to him. But Shaggy was <laughs> driving, Shaggy. With, <laughs> driving with his feet. I saw 10 and two. I didn't say 10 and two with your hands, Felipe. I said 10 <laughs> and two. Now, my friend Shaggy had 10 and two. I uh, just like I was also between Fred and Shaggy here. Uh, I feel like Daphne, Daphne was kind of she got the purple edit to match her outfit. Like even <laughs> Shannon was kind of a purple character in this movie, but that said, they didn't do anything too egregious. Uh, I think Fred or Shaggy was my pick, and I'm still like undecided. I feel like I'm just it's gonna be like another sweep on Fred, but Fred did kind of has something actually what did fred do in this movie he didn't really he didn't really build a contraption at the end he right he didn't do anything he won a compass them. game he did win a compass game um, <laughs> he drove them into the lock yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i think i'm gonna give it to fred and just like back you up here because it, this was a hard movie to pick but i guess fred is the 
the person we're gonna say today um lisa are you gonna sweep it on fred or do you have someone else i am gonna sweep it on fred a hundred percent fred is already just like velma is already one of my favorites fred is already one of my least favorites and yep. there was just a couple, a couple of things in that movie, like the stuff about the upholstery in his car. And there's also another quote I wrote down. And just for this alone, even though Shaggy and Scooby, Scooby literally desecrated graves, I actually think this is worse. When Fred says, when he's talking about Dell's van, all it needs is a green paint job and it will be the bomb diggity. <laughs> okay. I remember what? hearing that. And then it literally <laughs> left my mind right after that. I forgot that he said that. That that is very 2004. Yeah, I mean, speaking I as a person who's in the cool stage of my life, like that is just the farest from cool as possible. So yeah, yeah. I I appreciate that the reason why uh, he's doing poorly this episode is because he just makes a joke that's so lame you just can't stand it. <laughs> Honestly, that. though, shout out to Kate. She would be so happy. Two movies back to back where Fred swept in, so Fred got seven LVP points in the last two movies um yeah so yeah Kate, well Kate fred really did deserve it in the second live action one like i feel like he was oh, like, of course actively yeah. making things no worse. growth yeah yeah um but yeah so last up we have um our our scores for the movie uh and just i for, i think i forgot to mention earlier this movie premiered june 22nd 2004 if anyone was keeping track of the dates um jacob what did you do to the spreadsheet why is it not turning turning my thing blue? <laughs> Did I mess it up? I'll fix it. Okay. Um, just like this area. I don't know. I don't know if you actually did it or anything. It was just the spreadsheet. I, I, I don't think I messed up the spreadsheet, but if I did, I can fix the spreadsheet. Okay. So, Lisa, as the as the guest, you can go last. Um, give you that honor. Uh, Jacob, do you want to go first or should I? Because I don't have mine ready. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, I think that this is a replacement level scooby-doo movie uh i like i think that there are some like fun bits but the the ending like i didn't feel like there's like enough consequences or and i didn't get the motivation um but it's also scooby-doo and i like it so like out of a five like a replacement level is not going to be a two and a half i'm giving it a 3.25 i think it's like pretty good okay yeah so i am gonna be giving this uh similarly i feel very similar like it was an average scooby-doo movie it's i think it's better than the everything from before zombie island uh so by that alone has to be better than 3.5 because that's my highest one and the ghoul school was fun but i think just the addition of having more characters and a mystery um makes it better and also this one definitely i remember watching as a kid but i also remember watching the ghoul school so maybe i'm on um something here but i think this is on the same level as alien invaders it's a movie i watched it i couldn't like in a few weeks i probably couldn't tell you super specific things from it uh maybe i could but i i enjoyed the movie i had fun watching it is it the first thing i'm going to revisit when i finish this whole project no it's probably going to be something else so i think i'm going to give this at a 3.75 but i did have fun watching it lisa as our guest what about you what where did you have this um, I enjoyed the music in this movie. Mm, yeah. I did not enjoy the lack of Loch Ness monster correct information. Did yeah. not enjoy the little heed paid to Scottish culture. Did not enjoy the desecration of graves. 
um, didn't laugh very much. I think I've got an advantage and a disadvantage here because I haven't seen a lot of these Scooby-Doo movies that you guys have seen. And if, if from those, your ju guys are judging this like a middle of the road movie, like it's been a tough run for you guys. <laughs> and I think I'm going to continue listening to the podcast without watching a lot of the movies. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy I did this podcast with you and I'm happy we've talked, but I'm sad I watched this movie and I don't want anyone else to watch it. Um, I was going to rate this a one, but now that you guys have rated it so highly, I'm going to rate it a, a 0.25, which I believe is the minimum score. Oh, wow. You're like trying to tank it. Yeah, I've, I've listened to the, I understand the strategy of the scoring. And I do not want this to be high in the overall scores. This has been like a... So yeah. I'm just going to play around with it just to see what happens. Even if you gave this a five, this would still, this would only be a four. So the, like, I love that you're like going in, like no one should watch this. That said, I still think it's better than a lot of the movies we watched so far. And like, <laughs> based on some of these guest scores, yeah, maybe, maybe people are going to be like, oh, well, the guests, we have to listen to the guests and um, what they do. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love the strategic voting here. Uh, yeah. Just saying like, uh, yeah, go ahead and don't watch it. I agree, actually, like definitely watch it. Especially if you're going to pay ones. money for it, like yeah. we did, yeah. <laughs> There's so much it. good Scooby-Doo content. Like just re-watch the Scooby-Doo TV show, re-watch the live action ones, read the Scooby-Doo books, all a lot, play the Scooby-Doo video games. Yep. Yeah. all that uh but yeah if you're gonna rewatch a scooby-doo one don't pick this one unless this was like really special to you as a child then maybe you oh, can yeah. revisit it but otherwise yeah. like if you're just picking a random scooby-doo movie to to enjoy uh maybe not this one uh but with that said so that averages out to a 2.42 if we round up and that is our lowest ranked one of the modern era i guess is how i'd describe that um Ooh, and it's maybe not i should close. have gone higher it's all good uh hey you gave this a 0.25 navi gave the last movie the live action sequel a one uh, so yeah i one. heard that and like gosh i have some stuff to say if you can put me in touch with them like i've got a strongly worded message I'd okay like yes navi you've been called out <laughs> um we can arrange that that meeting um but yeah so uh with that said, we have finished our duties. Next week we'll be talking, or next time, we'll be talking about Aloha Scooby-Doo. Lisa, you have an open invite to come back. I don't know if you want to subject yourself to more Scooby-Doo movies if this one disappointed you that badly, but you have an open invite whenever you would like. Oh, I would love if there's, a, if there's one that you guys enjoy. Like, if, if yeah. If well, Jacob was our is... guest for the Batman one, but now he's a co-host. So if you want to take that spot, but that's like not for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'd be down. Yeah. Love um, that. But yeah, so we can put you in. And then if there's anyone in the future that like you're like, oh, Logan watched this one and I want to talk about it. So, yeah. Yeah, because this is a bit like, yeah, watching the movie was not so fun, but chatting with you guys and dissecting <laughs> it has been fun. And I love listening to the podcast. I really, yes. even like, I, I don't really tend to watch the movies. Apart, yes. Oh, you I don't have to. It's, it's like. Because I, I like how you explain it so well. You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some that you've talked about that I think I am going to watch because you've talked about them so highly. Although now I've heard your ratings for the Loch Ness Monster, maybe no. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones in specific are you going to, are you going to, did you think? Um, the, the video game one? Oh yeah. I, I enjoy the video game one. Uh, that Jacob, you weren't on the podcast, but what are your memories of Cyber Chase? Uh, yeah, I, I really remember that one fondly. That's like one of the ones that uh, I think 
I can't remember if it's VHS or DVD, but my grandma had it. And so I would watch it like a uh, quite Was a that the one that she cried about? Or was that something no, else? No, no, that was an episode of Arthur. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she cried because uh, like Arthur didn't get to have the summer that he wanted. And she thought it was so sad that she was just crying. Like she was bawling. Oh. Uh, she was like trying to explain to me why it was so sad. And I was like, I, I get it. Like, it's kind of sad. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, she has an open invitation as well your grandma we could do like a grandma podcast i don't know if uh, your grandmother speaks portuguese but we could we could arrange that no nope but (laughs) i would love to watch this happen so yeah i will uh i will invite my grandma on yeah lisa do you have any final thoughts on scooby-doo on life on anything you want to discuss um no no just that i love scooby-doo um i had a lot of fun and yeah, I think that's all. I feel like I did have something when I was planning to come on that I wanted to say, but I, I you'll remember it as soon as we stop recording. That's probably it's gonna happen. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Um, but do you have anything that you wanted to plug? Like, if you're like, I don't know what you have planned, like podcast wise, or if you're doing anything fun these days besides like being awesome and cool, like Caitlin says. <laughs> wow. Um, actually, what I'm doing at the moment is I've just um changed so I was working full-time for a charity but now I'm working uh, for a different charity part-time because I'm doing some of my own projects and one of those projects is it's not Scooby-Doo related it's not podcast related it's not survivor related it's actually about Bitcoin which is like a bit of a random really random slant but um, I'm creating some sort of educational content around Bitcoin because I think it's an exciting thing and it seems a bit impenetrable to people yeah yeah but it's really it it is actually it's easy (laughs) i don't know like it's like anything you can you can go nuts and go so deep on it and go so technical but you can just learn what you need to learn and it's yeah really it's it's really interesting so that's what i'm focusing on the moment but i don't have i don't have anything yet i don't have a website people can go to or anything but just that's that's what i'm trying to spend my time doing at the moment and i'm loving it yeah that's Uh, very cool Jacob, are you a Bitcoin guy? Like, I feel like as an econ person, you're like aware of it. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, like in my, like uh, when I like actually go to work, I'm like a trader. Uh, so like I am very oh. uh, aware of Bitcoin. Um, I don't trade it myself, but like we, I know people who do and it's like a, very much a hot topic. So uh, it is very interesting. It's like actually fascinating how it all works, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of Jacob, what do you have going on these days? Um, not much. You can follow me on Twitter at JK Redman, uh, where I tweet just my opinions about whatever I'm thinking about that day. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Felipe? Um, you can, uh, Jacob, you don't have a podcast that you're going to appear on in the next week? I do. Uh, I will be appearing on the What You Doing pod um, with uh, Felipe and the people who were on the last week's episode, uh, Navi and Will. Yes. Lisa, did you ever watch Phineas and Ferb? No, no. I was too old for that, really. I feel like that's a show that you could probably introduce to Logan. He would enjoy it. Maybe or maybe they do have a Star Wars special. He's watched some of it, okay. but great idea. Okay, that, that's I'm gonna gorilla in. I'll be like, hey, let's watch Symphony and Ferb. Oh, what's this? Star Wars? Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it happens okay. to be Star Wars. Have you seen the Star <laughs> yeah. Wars episode, Jacob? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a fun one. Uh, in terms of me, you can follow me on Twitter at what the fleep, and you can follow the Brazilian Dragon at Brazil Dragon Pod. 
if you're listening to this, send me an email at Brazilian dra- Brazil Dragon Pod at gmail.com. Just let me know if you're listening. Like, and no one really emails us. So uh, that's still a thing that exists. Um, in terms of content, uh, what you're doing, we had an episode this week and then we have Jacob this week. Um, and then uh, a Stuck in the Suburbs podcast should have hit your feeds by now when you're listening to this with the great Naomi Calhoun um, talking about a pre-SNL Taryn Killam and just a lot of shenanigans are had. Naomi is the second person I've ever had to bleep on a podcast after the great <laughs> Nicole Horn. So that's that's a fun tease. Uh, and yeah, otherwise, just tweet me at what the fleep. Um, and next week or next time on Scooby-Doo, we'll talk about Aloha Scooby-Doo, which is exciting. Um, another destination, Scooby-Doo. Uh, in terms of that, any final thoughts, friends? No? Nope. Well, we'll see you next time at the Highland Games. And uh, go go tweet us your favorite cryptid if you got to the end of this podcast. Um, <laughs> yes. So until next time, bye, everyone. Bye. bye. Good thinking, old pal. It'll take more than a rainstorm to dampen our spirits, huh? (laughs) When you take a look behind you, what do you see? You've been hanging on to something, it's really just enough, it seems to me. So tell me, have you found life's going round and around? Coming your way to the top can bring you down. Yeah. When your boys are far, you gotta keep it together. Wherever you go, I'll be there by your side. I want you to know that we're brothers forever. If the bottom drops out, we'll hang on for the ride. Castles may stand, but they don't last forever. Save what you can, let the rest of it slide. Hang on to your friends. To whatever, soon you'll be coming out the other side. Everybody's running, thinking they could just be hot seat. Open your eyes and realize this life is just a crazy mystery. So, how can you have any fun? The trouble's got you out of the Yeah,